following program contains language and subject matter that you may consider unsuitable for children. Parental discretion is advised. Greetings, Herfman. Uh, His Highness the Jackal. The Jackal. I'm going to pass the reins to Mr. Jackal, the new king of Virginia. I think Jackal's a Latino. I'm not sure, but he'll give it to you again. The Jackal. Welcome one, welcome all, welcome friends, welcome foes, welcome extraterrestrials, human beings, ghouls and goblins, and all. This is another exciting episode of Inside the Jackal Said. The Angel Espino Show is once again live on this beautiful evening, February 27, 2022. And I hope everybody's enjoying their night. It's going to be a heck of a show. We have a great guest. David Earhart is going to be joining me within the next hour. We have a lot to cover, including some news about this very show and the future of the show. Before I go forward, though, I wanted to you know make sure that I uh, tell you guys that this show is a video also, and uh, the video portion does come out on YouTube. So for those of you watching, please hit the subscribe button the notification so you're notified whenever we're live and uh, whenever we're archived or a new show pops up so you can keep getting that notification and of course your subscription helps it helps build the channel also if you have any comments on the uh, stuff you hear or view on the show please leave it below and of course if you want to have any input i welcome that also with that out of the way now, on for the rest of the show. Tonight's guest, like I said, I have a great guest. David Eckhart is going to join me, and he is an experiencer. He has uh, been someone who's been dealing with the world of extraterrestrials for quite a long time. And uh, we're going to talk to him about his experiences, his dealings in the paranormal and most importantly, uh, what the heck he's been up to in the last decade uh, capturing these things and how exactly is he making these uh, contacts? Uh, he has a lot of stuff that he's been showing me over the several months. I've been dying to have him on, but of course, with uh, the way things have been working out on the show and uh, the pandemic, the world, uh, the way it is, it's been you know hard booking certain guests and putting them in order uh, the way I wanted to. I also wanted to get to, before I get any further into that, I wanted to get to uh, give a big shout out to a gentleman who's going to be here with me and wasn't able to make it uh, literally because he passed away. Butch Wachowski was going to be my guest. Um, And unfortunately, uh, Butch passed away and I wasn't able to, uh, to book him on the show passed away a few weeks ago, and, uh, you know, our condolences to him and his family, great gentleman, and, uh, you know, I miss uh, having him on, uh, he's uh, somebody truly that I enjoyed speaking to. With that said, though, uh, you know, the show will go on, and tonight's guest is, again, somebody who is uh, just an interesting fellow. Uh, David Eckhart has been capturing these things for a long time, and he's going to give us a little bit of a rundown of what exactly he's experiencing and what exactly it is that he's been capturing. Or Now, this is not just on video. He's been capturing things on film and 
video. So pictures, video, I don't know, maybe some audio EVPs. We'll find out more from David in a little bit. Now the world is turned upside down, as you guys know. A lot's happening in the world of politics. And wherever uh, Joe Biden blows like the wind, it seems like he's a mess behind, folks. Uh, like, you know, I, it's not like we didn't warn you, okay? It's not like, you, you know, the world wasn't told that this guy was no good as president. Um, you know, everything he says, the opposite usually happens. So if he says that there's no way that people are going to be left behind in Afghanistan uh, without withdrawal, believe me, it's going to be a mess. And that's exactly what happened. He also said that Putin wouldn't dare invade Ukraine. Well... It's happened, folks. The evasion is underway. Um, it's a sad situation what's going on with our friends over in the Ukraine. And uh, I'm talking about the civilians, not the government. I'm talking about the civilians themselves and what they're going through at this moment. Uh, it's a, a sad situation for sure. What makes it even worse, though, when you start to think about all the atrocities and everything that's just going on over there, and you start to look at the situation at hand, you start to realize that all this could have been avoided. In fact, for three and a half years, four years, we had no war, right? We're about to pull out of uh, Afghanistan uh, under the previous presidential administration with uh, President Donald Trump. He had laid out a way to pull out without any issues. And uh, Biden came in and, of course, he did his own thing, changed everything. And uh, it was a disaster. Uh, this is a president who's been uh, now for a year causing nothing but tragic disaster after disaster. And the reason, and I go back to the politics of this thing, the reason why Putin was able to do this is because of the weakness in the White House. You see, folks, evil senses weakness. And what's going on now is Putin is a bad dude. I mean, there's no ways around it. He's a dictator, wannabe. He's trying to reunite Russia, the USSR, and start the, the communist country over again. And he's been doing that since he became president of Russia. But the reason he's able to do this now, it's very simple. They gave it to him. They literally gave him the opportunity to do this. You see, when uh, President Trump was in office, he stopped uh, the Nordstrom uh, pipeline from uh, being uh, constructed. By doing that, it limits the amount of fuel that Ukraine or that uh, Putin could have when invading countries like Ukraine. In other words... He can send his soldiers, but then they'll have no fuel, and it'll cost too much uh, in you know monetary, possibly even lives, to take fuel from one place to the other like that, and it just wouldn't be efficient. So he was stuck, and not only was he stuck, he had all these uh, restrictions and all these things that Trump put in there to make sure he couldn't do any moves. Plus, Trump stopped the construction completely of the Nord Stream uh, pipeline. And Trump got us out of NATO. He made us energy independent for the first time in decades. 
which meant you know he put in uh, into construction the Keystone Pipeline that went through Mexico, U.S., and Canada. That was helping to make us uh, energy independent, uh, which means we weren't given all this extra amount of money to Russia and to China. Now, of course, the left sold it for four years that Trump was a Putin puppet. He was sold out to the Russians. That Putin, you know, had the hand up the ass, and he was, ah, I'm your puppet master. Now, as we see it, the reality is that uh, it wasn't Trump who was the puppet. It was Biden. It was uh, the previous administration. Now, I want you guys to remember a conversation that Obama had uh, as he was transitioning his last year as uh, running for president. And he had a conversation with the then president, I forget his name, now, the Russian president, or uh, maybe it could have been um, somebody that they had sent over from Russia, like uh, an, one of their oligarchs, I don't know, uh, some, like a representative. And he said, uh, that, yeah, that's what it was. He said, he told them, uh, to tell your president that this is my last election and we'll have more time to speak on our next moves after the election. And this is captured on a hot mic. Now, after Obama left office, the deal was that Hillary was going to get the office and she was going to continue the Obama years and all this would have happened under her watch. Basically, that's what I think they wanted. They wanted all this to happen under Hillary. When Trump won, it's like, oh, my God, what happened? You know, they didn't understand that Trump, being an outsider, wasn't in on the other. See, Trump, for all those who hate him, uh, he is a true capitalist. He's all about business. He's all about making money. Nothing wrong with that. But he loves this country. He really does love America. Uh, and when he said America first, he meant it. He truly, genuinely means America first. Now, what does that mean? Because a lot of people are like, well, that's racist to say America first. <laughs> Everything to these folks now is racist. But it's not racist to say America first. Because America first just means if you're an American, you want to have America first. You want to succeed. You want your country to be first. If you're in the Ukraine, you love your Ukraine. You know, you love your country. You want Ukraine to be first. Every country wants their country to be first. But for some reason, the liberal Democrats don't want that in America. They want us to be last. They want us to cater to the world, spread our legs, Give them everything they they need or want, and then you know we'll get whatever's left over, and be happy with it. This is not the liberal party that I grew up with. This is not the progressive party, the AOC, um, you know, uh, Talib, Shalia, Omar, um, uh, yeah, Elon Omar, you know, Nancy Pelosi, Adam Schiff, all these progressives that are in there, and they're all pushing for this American last um, ideology. Now, why is this dangerous? It's absolutely dangerous for the simple fact that it makes us weak on the international level. 
And when you have people like Putin and uh, Ching Chong, Ching, uh, Ching, and power in China, communists, uh, basically you're giving into the worst of the worst, guys who don't give a crap and are communists. You know, me and uh, my, my friend uh, Mitchell Nicholas Gerber have been talking about how China has been killing uh, the full-on gong and the uh, Uyghur Muslims and causing all kinds of uh, atrocities to their own people just for practicing a belief, not even a religion, but just a belief system. They've been killing these people and, and harvesting their organs. Now, just imagine that's what you're dealing with on an international level. These are not good people that are in power in these countries. It's not that we hate Russian people here in America. We don't. There's nothing wrong with being a Russian citizen. Nothing wrong at all with being a Chinese citizen. What the issue is, is the people in charge of these countries. They're the ones that are destroying the country. They're the ones that really have no morality when it comes to like actually dealing with the world stage on a proper level. They want what they want. And again, it's nothing wrong with wanting to be first in the world stage. That's fine. But when you start taking over regions and countries to make yourself feel more empowered, you cause war. And you cannot have a weak leader at the very top like we have here in America because then those countries are going to start eating you for lunch. And that's exactly what's happening right now. Putin basically is eating America for lunch. And if he takes over Ukraine, remember they took over, um, yeah, I think it was, was it Crimea? I think it was Crimea. Uh, back when Obama was president, right? Then Trump becomes president. Putin is put in his place. He doesn't do any uh, military maneuvers. He sits back. Because he knew that if they rigged it for the left to win it, which they did, um, and somehow they got Trump out of there, that the next president was going to be willing to let anything happen, and that's what they're getting now. Biden basically is a puppet to be had. Uh, we know that he's uh, a legit puppet for the Russians because the three laptops that his uh, son lost yeah, they went to Russia. In fact, uh, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Uh, you can look it up. Don't take my word for it. But he is even on video, Hunter Biden, talking to a Russian prostitute about his one of his laptops recently being stolen by Russian spies. Okay? Now, why do you think that Putin has his hand way up Biden's ass, and he does whatever he wants. Because Biden can't do anything. If he does, there's a lot of information that could come out, wink, wink, right? And uh, that could come out and destroy him as a person. More than it's already, that's out there already, because we already know there's a lot of stuff out there which would destroy anybody's reputation and anybody's presidency but since the media is babysitting this uh this idiot in office uh they you know they overlook a lot of this stuff uh remember we knew about the laptops 
back in 2019, 2020. We knew that this stuff existed. And the media, the mainstream news media said, oh, no, there, there's nothing there. You guys are conspiracy theories, you know, conspiracy nutcases. Bunch of deplorables just making stuff up to rig the election, right? But as it turns out, they were playing that game, and they played it to perfection. They rigged it to win it, and win it they did. So they say. I personally don't think they won anything. I think they rigged it to perfection, and they stole it in the heat of the night. We saw footage of this uh, where they were taking bags of under the uh, tables at certain places. Votes were being counted illegally. Uh, suppression of counters, uh, meaning uh, people that were there to count votes on the you know, conservative side were not allowed to go into a lot of these buildings and help with the counting. And it was just a one-way uh, partisan counting by liberals. And that's what really did it. I mean, that's exactly how they, you know, they rigged the uh, 2020 election. You know, look, let's not mix words, okay? That was an inside job. I've seen a lot of episodes of the show 24 to know how inside jobs work. There's no doubt in my mind that was an inside job. But, you know, there's only so much evidence you can show. And if you don't want to look at the evidence, if you don't want to see the proof, it does you no good. And that's what the media did. They didn't want to see it. You know, the Congress people in charge, they didn't care to see it. They knew it existed. They knew it was real. They knew it was rigged. But if they don't see it, yeah, it doesn't matter. And since the Supreme Court really technically cannot get involved, this is how they get away with it. Now, the left knows how to do this, so that's why I'm concerned that they might do it again now in 2024. This year is important. We have the elections coming up later in the year for the midterm uh, elections. We have a lot of seats that are available in Congress, a lot of seats in the Senate, and we're going to see how this shakes up. We need to get people out to vote. We need you guys on the conservative side to go out there and be unified because if not, we're, we're losing our country. You know, the, the borders are a disaster. Afghanistan's withdrawal is a disaster. Putin is taking over Ukraine. Um, you know, it's only a matter of time before China invades Taiwan. And with that said, I mean, either we're going to go into World War III or Biden's going to keep holding back and doing nothing, and these countries are going to keep expanding and eating us for lunch. In other words, there's not going to be a United States left to defend in a few years. We're all going to be speaking Chinese or, uh, or Russian in this country. Well, and technically, it's not Chinese. It's either Mandarin or Cantonese or one of these other dialects that they speak in China. Um, and or Russian. I mean, you know, it'll be one or the other, but we won't be speaking English at all because this country will be destroyed. And that might be the end game that they're looking for. I personally don't want that. I come from Cuba and uh, we, you know, we escaped uh, because of the simple fact that that was a revolution that destroyed my country, destroyed the way of living there. And my mother, God bless her soul, uh, nearly lost her life to bring me to this country. And I'll be damned if under my watch, 
or my ability to breathe that I'm not going to at least say something about this and be vocal about it. I might not be able to do much when it comes to physicality. Like, I'm not going to be able to go out there and start shooting at these people or anything like that. Um, I'm not a soldier. You know, I haven't been to war. Uh, but I will tell you this much. I understand how war tactics work. And this is, without a doubt, a war tactic that is being used. And uh, it's been uh, used nearly to perfection. Biden is, uh, you know, um, somebody who lies on a constant basis. Uh, and I said it out here. It's been on YouTube. It's It's been everywhere. We've seen the footage, and you can look it up. He lost uh, the ability to run for president in 1988 because he was busted for lying about everything. When I say he was busted for lying about everything, I'm talking about from his days um, in uh, in school where he uh, he claimed he was head of the class, and uh, from the time he claimed that he was arrested with Nelson Mandela, I mean he lies constantly. So there's nothing that Joe Biden could say that is going to you know, inspire some kind of hope, because I know it's all based on lies. Remember, this is a guy again who said, "Oh, there's no way that you know people are going to be left behind in Afghanistan. It just it wouldn't happen." But yet, it happened. It, it happened, and now we're paying the price for it. It happened, and there's nothing we could do about it. It happened, and now we're the ones that are stuck with the bill. We're the ones that are stuck with having to deal with uh, this situation in Afghanistan and in in the uh, in Russia and in the Ukraine, possibly China. We're the ones that are now stuck dealing with this stuff because Biden lies. So not only is the midterm election very important, but the election coming up in 2024 is really important. And uh, I'm very happy that uh, recently uh, President Trump has been doing a lot of rallies and stuff. And, you know, he's getting back out there and getting back in the campaign mode. Uh, which uh, shows me he's going to run in 2024. Uh, this is a guy who has been under the hot microscope for the last uh, five years. Since he first announced that he was running for president, they've been out to get him. There's been investigation after investigation. We all know the same. Russia, Russia, Russia with uh, the Russian hoax. Uh, in fact, uh, the, the, uh, the report that came out uh, pretty much laid out that Hillary Clinton is one who was uh, conspiring with Russia, but yet the mainstream media doesn't want to talk about that. Again, why? Because they're all in on it. They're all a part of this thing. They wanted the left to win so badly that they openly lied about it. Okay? They openly allowed the worst possible candidates to move forward and become president and vice president. Remember, nobody liked Kamala Harris during the DNC. She is literally a heart attack away uh, from becoming the president of the United States. I mean, that should scare every single one of you watching this video or listening to this podcast. It should scare the hell out of you. That literally, she is a heartbeat away from being commander in chief, and uh, 
it should scare you that we have a commander in chief who's checked out. I mean, he's not there. Uh, Joe Biden is like right now lost in his favorite ice cream cone. Like a little kid just licking the ice cream and just you know he doesn't he doesn't care. This is a guy who you know you know gives an order to strike a uh, a, a minivan with a drone, calls it a righteous strike, and all they did was kill children, innocent kids. You know these kids had no reason to die. They had bad information. They shot a drone at this uh, van and killed children. And the mainstream media covered it for about two days. That's it. He called it a righteous kill. Millie Vanilli or General Millie called it a righteous kill. To kill innocent kids. That's the commander-in-chief that we have here. If you go to YouTube and you look up Joe Biden touches eight-year-old girl's nipples, you're going to see exactly that. And the girl came forward and said, yeah, he touched, uh, he touched me in a very inappropriate way. Folks, if that doesn't just uh, tell you everything that you need to know about this commander-in-chief, I don't know what will. It's um, it's heartbreaking that we might lose this country the way we're losing it. And it reminds me of Star Wars, uh, where the Republic has been handed over to the evil empire. By Jar Jar Binks. The village idiot of the galaxy. And that's exactly what's kind of happening here. Joe Biden is the Jar Jar Binks of this story. And he is basically handing the keys over to the kingdom. Everything this country has been for hundreds of years... Uh, all through the problems we've had with when it comes to race, or, you know, race problems or um, religious issues or whatever it is, we as people have overcome them. As human beings, we've been able to overcome some of our biggest problems in this country and have come together in time of need. In uh, 9-11, we came forward and we forged what I thought would be a, a bond between all of us that would be everlasting. And what ended up happening? It lasted several months. And then we went back to this horrific way of living where everything is racist, everything is bad, everything is this, everything is that. And it all started months after 9-11. Now, it doesn't shock me that 9-11 happened because look who was president. And not to, to say that George Bush Jr. was weak. Sure, he was stupid, but he wasn't a weak president. But he was in on the take also. I mean, all, you gotta, all, all really you have to do is follow the hatred here. Who hates uh, Trump? 
Bill Clinton, George Bush, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, right? You know, and Michelle Obama and Oprah Winfrey and uh, Whoopi Goldberg, The View. Okay, leftists, socialists, communists, they all hate him. Rosie O'Donnell hates him. Madonna wanted to blow up the White House when he was president. And all he did was give us prosperity, record low unemployment for African Americans, Latinos, whites, Asians, whatever. And I'm talking about unemployment levels going down to where these people are getting employed at record levels. Uh, our national debt was getting taken care of. We were energy independent. He was doing fantastic for the country, given that Nancy Pelosi was trying to impeach him on fake information. Given that he was under scrutiny 24-7 by the news, he still went in front of the cameras and gave answers every time he was asked something. Not like Biden, who was, you know, hidden like a G-string of a fat ass. You ask him anything, and he, like, he walks away from the podium. He doesn't answer questions unless they're scripted and he knows about them beforehand. And and he'll even say it. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble if I answer any more questions, so I better leave. But wait a second. If you're the president, who, who are you going to be in trouble with, Joe Biden? I mean, how does that work exactly? Who's going to put the president of the United States and say, oh, you are in trouble now? Folks, I don't understand it. I don't get it. Maybe it's not for me to get. But I don't understand how the media is so sold out that this stuff happens. And for, you know, all the hatred that I, I, all the bullshit that goes on, there is, you know, some media outlets that do report truthful stuff, and uh, you've got to give them shout-outs whenever you can. Fox News reports real stuff. Um, not all the time. You know, they've had their uh, fair share of uh, liberal nincompoops over the last few years. But for the most part, they've been pretty good. Sean Hannity is fantastic. Uh, Jesse Waters is great. Greg Gutfeld is awesome. Um, I mean, these these are people that really care about the country. They talk real stuff. And they don't play around. You know, their shows are legit. And, um, you know, we need more patriots like that, not just on these big mainstream news outlets, but on shows like this. We need more podcasts to deal with this stuff. It's not all just fun and, and rainbows and UFOs and aliens and contact. You know, all that stuff is important and it's needed to be discussed. And we're going to talk about it with uh, David Eckhart in a few minutes here. Um, but at the end of the day, we have to take care of home first. We got to secure our border. We got to make sure that every American is fed. 
we got to make sure that every veteran is taken care of. That there's no more wars in our in our world. That we're not suckered into a war by a country that hates our guts. Remember, we're paying these, some of these countries uh, by defending them. And they're not paying us back monetarily, but we're defending them. And then they turn around and yell, hate to America. You know, death to America. While we take care of them. How can we take care of a country and, and allow them to yield death to America? This is what angers me about, you know, even like athletes like LeBron James, when I see him, uh, you know, talk all this nonsense about, you know, this country. And, and when I see things like critical race theory and, you know, people like to say, oh, well, critical race theory is not a real thing. Actually, I was taught critical race theory when I was in high school. I just chose not to accept it. When I was in high school, and it's been a long time, um, they started to introduce the thought of critical race theory. And I noticed by my uh, second or third year, I think it was my third year in high school, they were starting to go away with like things like wood shop and home economics, you know, things that are actually important to the everyday life of, of us here in this country. So in case you are stuck without lights, electricity, and, you know, stuff goes wrong, you have to live off nature, you know how to be resourceful and build for yourself. They don't want that. They want you enslaved to the system. You see, The Matrix, the first one, the rest sucked. But that first movie, in, in essence, was talking some real shit. The robots are pretty much the country in power. And the people that were the batteries for the robots in the movie are us, the citizens. And without us, the country doesn't move, right? What would you want more country power over you, more power by the government over you? That's not what you want. You want more freedom, more liberty, more freedom of speech. When they start talking about taking away our ability to bear arms, it's not just because they're afraid of the AR-15 or an automatic weapon. Or These guys, don't, most of them don't even know what an AR-15 does. They've never held one. They've never shot one. They're only saying it because it's a mandate from the left to remove our ability to defend ourselves. And it's not just defending yourself from an intruder or somebody who might come in to rob you. The reason why our founding fathers put that in the Constitution, the reason why the founders wanted us to have a way to defend ourselves was against a tyrannical, a tyrannical government. They tried to take over and invade our country. Or if our country stopped working for us, the people, and started working for communism, that we could keep our country and take over the government and make sure that it didn't happen, that we defended the Constitution, that we defended this country. You know, recently I, I had a, a show here that we're talking about Putin 
And, um, you know, they were defending this guy. Uh, and I looked at him and I was like, I wanted to jump in, but I was producing and I didn't, you know, I don't like to interfere when I'm producing for somebody else. So I, and I don't censor on the network. So I allow people to give their expression, their views. So I stayed off of it. But the reality is, Putin is a bad guy. Mark, you know, make no, you know, make no, uh, apologies for it. I mean, he is a bad guy. And uh, what they were mistaken, okay, is that they think that by him invading the Ukraine, that what he's doing is he's taking over the bad actors or bad players in the Ukraine. And that he is liberating the Ukraine. And that's not at all what's happening. Ukraine is, you know, they had a presidential change. They had corruption with the previous administration. Once Trump became president and Zelensky took over in Ukraine as the president, the, remember the phone call that Trump got impeached on, right? That was based on Trump congratulating him and asking him to please look into the corruption that took over that country. And Zelensky said that that's exactly what he was going to do because he is all about ending the corruption in this country because he loves the Ukraine. And that's why he ran for president, because he wanted to make sure that the Ukraine was a free, open society and became a republic like the United States. So why would somebody think that Putin taking over, it's getting you know rid of, uh, of corruption? It's not. He is the corruptor, and him going into the Ukraine is bringing back the government that was there before Zelensky's government, the one that was corrupt, the one that did pay Hunter Biden millions of dollars, the one that Joe Biden went into and with this quid pro quo and said, you don't fire the prosecutor who's looking into my son in Burisma, you won't get the money. Okay, that's what they were doing. But, of course, you know, hosts sometimes don't understand the logistics of what actually is happening, and they run off of the narrative, which is just wrong. And, uh, again, I don't like to censor anybody. I like to tell everybody to have their own say and, and get their expressions and views and all that stuff the way they, you know, they believe it is, no matter how wrong it is. But it's funny that some people think that. Also, I had somebody recently tell me that, oh, you know, Justin Trudeau, I like him, but, you know, he does a few things that I don't like. And I'm like, how can you say something like that? He's literally showing you that he's a communist. I mean, remember, folks, when these people on the the left say that, um, you know, that, People on on the conservative side are the communists waving the uh, the Nazi flags and this or that. Um, they're the ones that are projecting themselves onto these people. Trudeau is a communist. Trudeau might even be the son of Fidel Castro. We don't know. They look almost identical. And I've seen pictures of them side by side, and it's very creepy stuff. So, I mean, if he's not the son of Fidel Castro, I'll be damned, to be honest. Uh, but what's happening in Canada 
It's not going to start happening here in America. It hasn't already. I saw footage of truckers going up north, and uh, it's going to get ugly. The trade routes here are going to be really a problem pretty soon, uh, worse than it is. Now, right now, you know, when it comes to the supply chain, it's getting pretty bad, but it's only going to get worse and worse and worse. So I'm very worried about the next few months here, on the, on not only in, in this country, but in this world, and uh, the world is being turned upside down. I don't understand exactly how it'll be fixed, but I do hope that when you go out and you vote in the next few months, keep that in thought, keep that in mind. Make sure that you vote for the right people and make sure that your vote is counted and make sure that not only is it counted, but it's counted by the people that need to count the votes. Make sure it's not just thrown away. Make sure that you vote for the people that are have you know the best at heart for the the county, the the city, the state, the government, and the people of the United States. Make sure you vote for the right people in charge, not for Nancy Pelosi, not for Adam Shifty Shift, uh, AOC, or any of these progressives who just hate America. And if we are able to take the House and the Senate back and uh, the conservatives take over, make sure you get some of these rhinos out of there also. You know, we need to have, uh, and Trump said it, we need to drain the swamp, and I do believe we do need to drain the swamp. And uh, in 2024, hopefully, we can have uh, POTUS 45 come back again and show the world what power is. When people fear you, they don't make moves. That's right, for four years, Putin didn't make a move. Even under all the junk that nasty Nancy Pelosi was throwing at him, Putin did not make a move. Why? Because he feared the orange man. And uh, I, you know, I hope that you guys vote correctly. With that said, folks, I'm going to take a quick break here, and when we come back, we're going to talk about aliens, we're going to talk about spooky stuff. We're going to talk to David Eckhart. And we're going to get to, again, speak to a gentleman who has been having experiences for a long time. And uh, he's been having all kinds of weird experiences, which uh, might be alien-related. We're not sure he believes that. Uh, but we're going to get more and more into what he believes and what might actually be happening. And with that said, please stick around. This is PSN Radio, Soflow Radio. And, of course, if you're watching, you're probably watching on YouTube. So just stay right there. Don't go nowhere because we'll be right back. PSN Radio. Realism Radio for the masses. All right, everybody, welcome back to Inside the Jackal's Head. And now with me, as promised, is the guest of the hour, the one and only, the very fabulous and very, very spooky, David Eckhart. Now, David has uh, been a gentleman who has been wanting to get on the show for a long time because of the spooky nature of what he has experienced over the years, which might be extraterrestrial. We don't know. You know, we talk about it all the time on the show here. If it's extraterrestrial, it could be poltergeist, it could be aliens, it could be 
ghouls or goblins. We we don't know, but it's it's definitely interesting stuff. And David, thank you so much for uh, for spending your time with me in the next hour uh, here with us on the show. Thank you for being here. No, thank you. <laughs> it's going to be a fun ride, my friend. You've been experiencing a, a lot of uh, stuff over the last couple of decades, and I want you to uh, give the audience a bit of a rundown of some of the stuff you've been capturing, uh, because you've done this on video and on, you know, on the film and picture. Uh, also, and uh, please tell us some of the stuff that you've been capturing, and then we're going to go into a little bit of who you are and your background. Okay. Uh, it all started with probably my first encounter I had when I was about 18 years old, out in the woods with some friends. Uh, ended up chasing an entity, what we call a gray. I didn't know what a gray was at that time, and I chased it to the woods, and I could clearly outrun him. I caught up to him really quick, and... Uh, and it was just uh, it was just kind of weird because I thought it was somebody with a mask on, but it was it turned out not to be. But uh, if you want to speed things up, uh, you know. Well, I, well, real quick, no, no, we don't. We got, we got we got an hour. You don't have to speed it up. But uh, question: Why do you think it was somebody with a mask on? Uh, because I never saw nothing like it. Because uh, when I first spotted it, well, it all started when uh, we was uh, out in the woods gathering firewood and kept seeing some lights out in the woods. And uh, I thought somebody else was out there with us. And uh, as it got closer, it was higher up in the trees than, than uh, uh, it could have been somebody on foot, you know. And then it right. turned out to be an orb, a light, whatever it was. And uh, and I gave chase to this thing, and I got up close to it a couple of times, and it flashed me in the eyes. You know, like somebody taking a picture, and you lose vision of it, and then you get your vision back. I could see it going to the trees again, and I broke... Uh, off after it again several times and uh i never did catch it but it went down into the water there's a pond right there where it was at and uh my buddy uh that showed us the woods said uh he wanted to leave so uh mm. i was chasing things through the woods and we didn't know exactly where the car was at at that point well at least i didn't uh and uh, we started walking down some trails trying to find uh where his car was at to leave and that's when we ran into this entity what we call a gray and uh, he was about 30 feet away from me, and he froze, and I froze at the same time when I was looking at him, and it's like, is that a deer? Is that an owl? <laughs> is, is that somebody with a mask on? And it's like, then I determined it was somebody with a mask on, and I hollered to my friends that was just right behind me, and it took off running, I took off running after it, uh, and I caught up to him really quick. I could clearly outrun him, and uh, he was running like he was on his toes. And uh, he wasn't bending at the knees when he was running. It was really weird. And then it was like he was running, moving like a spider. Kind of reminded me of it. And, uh, gotcha. and I looked at the b back of his head with the painting on it. And it was like gray and blotchy kind of looking. And uh, and I was like, you could smell him. And he smelled like a, sort of like an ether smell to him. And uh, well, let, me, let me stop you right there real quick and, and ask you. Uh, going backwards a little bit here. Talking about the orb. Uh, how big was the orb you originally saw? The size of a softball. And it had a little, uh, like an LED light, red light, that would circle on the equator of it. Uh, okay. Around okay. Now, the, re the reason I asked was the, the gray was much larger than the softball? Oh, yeah, the gray was, uh, I'm five foot ten, and uh, gray was as tall as my chest. So he's right up to my middle of my chest. So he must have been... Okay. Four foot something. 
So, so in, uh, in other words, th this was an uh, an object that he would fit into. What do you think the 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 object was then? The the light you saw. A probe could have been a a, a probe or a drone or something. Right, correct. That's uh, that's okay. what my determination was. But, uh, now, did, did you see? see a craft? Uh, did, did you see a craft? I was about to get there. Did you see a craft? Oh, when we first pulled up, uh, we seen uh, we seen some lights going over the top of the pine trees, and uh, and I said, "Hey guys, look a UFO." I was just kidding. I didn't know what it was, but it was strange. It was moving kind of slow across the top of the trees, but we got out of the car anyways to go uh, to this pond, so we could build a campfire and just kind of camp out there for the night. And uh, and I didn't see that craft anymore after that. You know, it, uh, it was just a, an odd looking light. You know, it was bright, but it wasn't illuminating everything, you know? Right. So, now, do you think he spooked the uh, the alien and uh, maybe they just got him in the ship and left? Uh, I think he was probably still there when I when I backed off on chasing him. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, because yeah, they have a cloaking ability. They could be standing right next to you. You would not know that he was standing right there. Unless you knew what to look for. At that time, I didn't know anything about all this stuff. But, uh, yeah, so he was probably still there. when, Because uh, my buddy Bob caught up to me right behind me. And he said, which way to go? And I pointed, you go that way and I'll go this way. Because he went around this bush. And I took mm -hmm. off again. And then he took off. And we met up head to head. But we didn't find him after that. Uh, but he was probably cloaked out at that time. So. Gotcha. Now. Were you afraid uh, at any point? Did you have fear uh, during the rest of the night? I mean, for your lines? Because this sounds like a very scary situation. No, uh, I had dreams about it for about two weeks after that, you know, about the same scenario over and over and over again. And, uh, but yeah, it was kind of kind of weird after the fact, you know, and, uh, and, uh, but, you know, and then I had ever since then strange things happened. Ever since then, and uh, it got stranger as I got older. So, <laughs> but uh, well, that that's what I wanted to get you know into as we get further into the story here, uh, because you know you've had a lot of encounters since then. Do you think it is from the same beings? Do you think they're they track uh, they're tracking your you know your development, your evolution as a person? I mean, what's going on with the other encounters? Uh, I, the other encounters, they, uh, it, let's just say, uh, later in life, uh, you know, I started a business and everything smoothed out. You enter a part of your life where everything's just working out really good for you. And, uh, bought a great big house out in the golf course in Milton. It was surrounded by 17 acres of woods. So I had a long driveway to go back out to it. But, uh, that's when things really started kicking in and, uh, uh, away out of town a lot my business and my wife moved everything into the new house and she kept calling me and telling me she was hearing things in the house and uh i tell her don't worry about it. it's probably just the pipes you know it's a beautiful house mm. well uh well uh later on i started coming back home and i was hearing things at the in the house too but i, I didn't put my finger on. i didn't think much of it and then uh and then we started hearing music playing in the house and it wasn't real loud, it sounded like a clock radio or something in a vent. So we tore apart all the vents looking for a radio that might have been in there, you know, going off on an alarm or something. But right. uh, Or somebody outside in a car playing music. We could not figure it out. But it was music anywhere from the flamboyant 30s to nowadays music and music I'd never heard before. But uh, 
we'd have to turn up the TV louder than the music. <laughs> so, and uh, and then um, I was uh, come home from work one day, and, and my wife was white as a ghost, and I says, uh, "What's wrong?" She says, "David, I'm seeing people walk to the house." I said, "Oh my God!" So just ignore it. You know, I didn't know what to tell her. I said, "Ignore it." Um, so. Uh, she started crying after that. So I, you know, being the man of the house, you have to figure out what the hell if we're in danger or not or what's going on. So uh, right. I, I went ahead and uh, started doing research on poltergeists and stuff like that, which it sounded like poltergeist. And well, my wife got a camera, uh, a Polaroid camera, and she started taking pictures around the cats because they was reacting to stuff, you know. Uh, I thought she was kind of crazy for doing it, but then she got this picture of people looking in the window and uh and the window was two stories up in the air but they looked like they was from like the 30s or the 20s uh but they looked a little messed up and uh so that got my attention my son got a, a vhs camera you know uh and uh he started getting stuff too which you know looked like apparitions you know like so i got a better camera uh digital i think that's just about that time digital cameras came out and then i started capturing good stuff and then uh, I told everybody to keep it quiet until I figure out what was going on because I didn't know uh, what they were. And then I got a video or a picture of the entity. It looked like the entity was out in the woods that night, uh, mm. standing standing by my dresser, you know. Uh, and uh, so so I, I started calling them aliens, but I didn't know for sure. I still don't know if they're aliens, but if you're not born on this planet, it means you're extraterrestrial. So Correct, you, yeah. So uh, then later on, as they go on, they took me and my wife out of the house to this portal and they carried us out. They didn't float us. Yeah, there's a sensation of floating, but they carried us. And uh, there's a realm between our realm and their realm. They're not coming from very far away. They're coming from the fourth dimension we determined. And they agree that they're from the fourth dimension because we asked them. Uh, so uh, let me ask you then, could it be that they're um, the fourth dimension coexists uh, where the Earth is, uh, and they're like maybe on the same Earth, but just on a different wavelength or different dimension, but still coexisting on the same planet. Very good. I was thinking that myself, but I don't know that for sure. I don't understand the dimensions too well, uh, but all I know is what I see and what I see on the other right. side. And uh, yes, it could be us in the future, or or uh, or us in a, a different form. Um, but uh, I learned a lot. I learned uh, quite a bit of what's going on. And uh, and yeah, they're they're after um, they're after a code. They're looking for it in DNA, but it's designed that everybody has to come together in order to get this code that we can become like gods ourselves, uh, not us, but our offspring. You know. Uh, but right. there's a long story on that one, too, but that's just a fast track. And this is just recently I learned all this stuff. And uh, but Well, how are you keeping up and learning more information? I mean, have you had any other further contact with these beings? Uh, yeah, they matter of fact, there was not a lot of talk to me. I did that TV show Fact or Fake, and, uh, and they right. determined that I, I was uh, they determined that I was telling the truth. So, uh, okay. of course, they're. Their lie detectors and everything—they couldn't debunk me. They, they couldn't do it. And um, so, but uh, I'm doing a, uh, an investigation now with Outcast Paranormal, 
Uh, it's an investigation, and uh, they're getting all kinds of stuff, and uh, they're coming back with more equipment this spring. Uh, they they want to hit hard this time. Uh, they wasn't prepared for what what happened when it was here last time. So, mm. but they, but we're gonna go a little bit further into it this time with uh, some new ideas and equipments and stuff to uh, expose them a little bit more. But, uh, I mean, it seems to me like if it's the same entities uh, that you saw in the woods, that they're just kind of like studying you almost or uh, following up on you on a regular basis. Um, this almost, uh, you know, would seem scientific in nature. Um, if it is, I mean, we're dealing with a higher entity on a different wavelength, possibly a different dimension uh, that are intelligent scientific and whatever their you know their final results right of what they're looking to do uh it seems like they don't mean really harm because i think they would have harmed you by now if that's what they meant so i don't think they're, they're yeah i don't think they would have there uh, you know this much time will not have gone by without you being dead Right, right, exactly. That's that's my determination because they had they helped me out. I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, mm. and uh, and it was getting bad. That, there's nothing they can do for you, and the pain is just unreal. And then as long as you stay moving, you can cope with it. But as soon as you stop, it it really really kicks in. I couldn't stand to be hugged by my own children, but uh, and I was getting really drugged down by it. But uh, so but. They fixed me. They had to go through three different channels, and and finally they said, "Okay, let's do it." And it took a week to repair the damage and to stop the uh, rheumatoid arthritis. And I got to watch the surgeries. I got to see what's inside my own body, and I got to see how they did it. And uh, I even got up during one surgery. It's like if this isn't real, then it doesn't matter if I get up. And I, they was working on my leg, and uh, I'm walking around with, with no flesh on my leg and, and meat hanging off my bones. I walked down the hallway and I just kind of crashed down in the corner because I didn't know where I was going. And they came and got me and uh, they started strapping me down after that. So uh, they finished the operation and, and I feel like I'm 20 years old again. So, I mean, wow, I, I do. I, it's uh, hard. It's unbelievable. You know, rheumatoid arthritis can go to remission for every seven years. Right. And, uh, well, this has been way past. It's been almost uh, it's almost been 12 years, 13 years now. Since uh, wow. I had and, curtain, so, so and you know. it's just been medically uh, shown, like if uh, somebody uh, say, for example, on like a fact of fiction, or uh, somebody was uh, to dig in, you know, deeper into this, are uh, the medical records so they can go back and you can say, look, here's the proof. Oh well, I I didn't go back for uh, any reconditioning to, for the doctor to relook at me, but I was seeing a doctor, a specialist, and, uh, and okay. So, but uh, I can go back and get that proof, but that's uh, but no, I I just stopped going all together because it only took a week, and uh, and uh, <laughs> it was amazing. I said I could say that even the surgeries were amazing. So mm. it, it was funded by them. Somebody funded it. There's a money guy. They don't call it money. They call it capital. But uh, mm-hmm. they nothing's for free on the other side neither. So just because they got the technology, don't mean it's free. So, uh, like I said, I want to think well, that's it. interesting. I mean, you would figure that they'd be done with monetary systems mm-hmm. on a, a higher, a higher intelligence. 
Uh, so that's interesting. I mean, what do you think their idea is for our world? I mean, other than DNA sampling or, uh, you know, whatever scientific samplings. I mean, do you think they mean well for our, our world here? Do you think that they're trying to help cure our illnesses? Because, you know, in this field of ufology, right, uh, one of the common threads that people believe is that the aliens are going to come down. They're going to help us all, and everything's going to be just fine. You know, <laughs> they're going to take care of all our problems. Yeah, um, right. Now, when you drop this, you know, this bombshell that they have a monetary system and they got to pay for this stuff also, that changes the game a little bit because it's it kind of expensive us. here. They're, they're just like us. Do uh, you, you think if we went to a planet and, uh, and we met some, uh, some people under, uh, under technology, then, then we, we are. You think we're going to be nice to them? No, we're going to exploit them. We're going to take everything together. We're going to lie to them. We're going to get what we can out of them. Uh, and and they're, they're the same way. They, they don't work all together. They they work in groups. And uh, each group is like a corporation. And, uh, okay. and they'll, they, they'll trade technology. They don't share technology. They'll trade it for whoever, whoever is paying for, who has the highest bidder. Uh, and, and humans, humans are a commodity. Uh, we're cute when we're little kids, you know, like little puppies, and and so and that's what they want. That's what they want. That's what they're looking for too. But there's a code that they're looking for in in the DNA. They want to become like God, like like everybody else. Uh, now let me ask you uh, because uh, that's interesting that you say that because in ufology, I'm going back to ufology, right? In, in the lore. Um, you know, when we deal with the grays, for example, uh, I've heard this before that, uh, one of the things that they use as leverage is to trade technology with us. Uh, they barter in other words. And, uh, that's interesting. You bring that up because I mean, you're, you're pretty much confirming that they barter with, you know, whatever entities they deal with and within themselves they they have a monetary system they barter so it's a very much uh in line with the way we do things here on this side yeah exactly exactly except for uh we have a free enterprise in the united states and uh right and uh we we pretty much share what we got with each other but they don't function that way it's individual groups so when once you're in a corporation over there i call it a corporation i don't know what they call it but uh you're there for life. They'll take care of you like family, you know. So as long as you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, and they'll pay for your education and everything else. And they don't have a, an education system like we got, you know, where you send your kid to school. It's up to the parent to educate their children over there. And uh, I have gotten pictures of the children, and they're allowed to come and visit them while they're at work too. Uh, I, mm. They come in over here too. Uh, but yeah, they want the younger generation won't wants what we have. And we live way better than they do. We live way better. Yeah, from some of the descriptions that I've seen of the greys, they're not exactly the uh, the prettiest beings on the on the, on the block. Let's just leave it at that. But, uh, you know, how, how many conversations have you had with them? And is it telepathic? Is it no. verbal? Do they speak the language? I mean, how does that work? They speak English pretty fluently, and uh, and they have I they have their own language as well. I don't know what you would call it or whatever, but you know, uh, but there's reptilians. There's uh, the greys. They don't really say much, 
I've heard them talking, and they do eat. Yes, they do eat. There was even okay. like out MRE bags, and they looked like meatballs or something. And they was talking about that there wasn't bad. Very judgmental, and so is the reptilians. They're very judgmental. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, the reptilians. Now, are, the, are the reptilians? Uh, and and this might sound like a funny question, but are the reptilians at all? Um, related to dinosaurs, because one of the things that it's in theory is that there was a, a, probably a more evolved, intelligent uh, creature that was around when the dinosaurs were around that were of reptilian nature, and they left the planet as soon as the planet became uninhabitable. And once the planet cooled down and it became habitable again, uh, they came back, and then they saw monkey men running around, and they were like, what the hell happened? And uh, that's what the reptilians are. I mean, have you gotten that notion at all, or is that just uh, fan theory? Uh, it might be fan theory. I don't know. I, I really don't know the question, but uh, but multiple different types of reptilians, and some that might be look reptilian, but they're not. There's uh, there's one group. They're they're like more military, and they have really long arms, and they're built like a silverback ape, really mm. big and huge. Short legs and long arms, and they walk around on their knuckles a little bit until they they come up to each other. Then they'll stand up on their two legs and talk to each other. Uh, they're more like military. They don't care for humans as well. But um, they could that be us. the Bigfoot? Do you think that might be what we? Do? They deal with Bigfoot. Yeah, they deal with Bigfoot. I've seen Bigfoots. Uh, there's more than one of them. There's more. I've seen they they work with them. Uh, they'll have them in their groups too. Uh, he's fourth dimensional. That's probably why they never found a body uh, of a mm. Bigfoot body. Or in uh, the bottom of Snowman, there's a Cyclops that works with him too. He's he's uh, like silver looking and got one eye on the on the face. They got a picture of one. He got one eye uh, right in the center of his head. So and it's like son of a gun. <laughs> so what do you know? Uh, and all these things that you thought was myths and stuff like that, you know, it's like in the Cyclops especially. Uh, big, I kind of guess that you know bigfoot was real but never really put much effort into thinking about him but yeah there's bigfoots with these guys they're big and hairy yeah so and I, now let's let, let's go back to your uh, to your childhood for a second were you uh interested in this subject at all as a kid or is this something that just no interesting once you uh, had the experiences that stuff really never crossed my mind it really didn't uh no you know, we dealt with maybe some ghosts or something when we was kids. And my, my sister one time uh, said that a UFO landed out in the backyard and they came and talked to us kids. But me and my brother pretty much beat her up for it. We, but she swears it to this day, but I don't remember anything. So neither does he, but but uh, she swears by it. So it was uh, like a Nordic type, you know, human type uh, uh, entities or, or whatever. Um, but... Yeah. Well, that's interesting because I mean, Travis Walton claimed that he saw Nordic-looking uh, aliens on the ship, and um, there is in the Bible the um, the description of giant Nordic-looking beings, or really tall whites, um, which is in the Bible itself. Now, are these beings? Uh, are they the reason why we have religion? The I mean, did they tell you anything about that at all? And how many conversations have you had with them? Like, I mean, how does that start? Do you, you know, just sit down on a table and just start talking to them, or no, you, no, you know, how no, does it work exactly? It's more, more, more or less that the 
they don't really care to talk to me. They, they, when I first talked to them, they questioned the hell out of me. Uh, and then, then, and then after that, they don't talk to me if they felt it was necessary. And they still be that way, if it's necessary, they feel that need to know something or, uh, if uh, they want to like, they, they use information as payment for putting me and my family to the hell that they did. Uh, so I, I got to know some things in the future and some things hasn't happened yet, but they're on their way. Uh, everything that's going on in the world right now, I knew about that coming. Uh, I knew about the tsunami that hit Japan two weeks before that happened. Uh, they, they have not told me their secrets of life or anything like that. Uh, but, uh, you know, they've taken me to, uh, some place that could have been in the moon. It looked like it was the moon. Uh, and, uh. And they had like uh, some buildings there. They look like water towers and stuff like that, or uh, mm. much with uh, red and blue stripes on things. And uh, they, had, they had some grass and trees growing there too, but uh, it was like a bluish color instead of a greenish color. The, uh, but it was like all everything was like contained. But they showed me some things that was going to happen in the future there, and they took me to see a group of people. They called them uh, the Council of Five. And I'm not even sure if I even talked to them. I, all I remember is some monkeys that came up and they was talking to a bunch of group of people. And I'm thinking, the planet of the apes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, they, they, they're talking to these guys, but they're not talking to me. But there was, they look like chimpanzees in military uniforms. And uh, I remember the room was like smoky. Reminded me like a Star Wars scene. And uh, so I don't know if they was the Council of Five or what. I don't know. I don't know who they look like. But they, that's what I was supposed to be going to see. And. And that was after I did that factor fake show, and uh, that was after that they brought me back, and and uh, they really haven't had that much of a conversation with me. They're not allowed to talk to me directly, and they start wearing costumes uh, to hide their mm. identity. Uh, so a lot of them you see, yeah, they're wearing costumes, yeah, to hide their identity um, because they know I can see them now. <laughs> so. Uh, well, I was going to ask you, the word clothing, like, you know, tight clothing, I mean, how does their attire look like? Uh, just like us, there's a female that's in charge of all the operations here, and she's like half reptilian and half human, and uh, her name is Beth, uh, which means uh, home in ancient Hebrew, uh, and she wears blue jeans, and uh, they'll have stuff that, like we made, like tiles and and uh, doors and stuff like that. They'll have stuff like we made, but how they dress is, they all dress different. Some of them, I mean, they just, all different, about 50 different species that, uh, that I call them species because I call them, that there's more than one of them. And there's a, a group that I call like the raccoon people because they, their mm. skin dark around the eyes, like raccoons, like they got a mask on, but it's not makeup or anything. It's just who they are. And they'll dress pretty close to like us, not in fashion or anything, but I mean, they wear clothes, you know, but uh, like knitted looking stuff. Um, but I, I haven't seen no shopping malls or anything like that. I've seen some stores and stuff uh, while I was there, but um, nothing like an enterprise like we got here in the United States, nothing like that, so. Well, let me stop you right there. You say you, you've seen stores and stuff. So you've been to the realm. You've seen, uh, you know, their side of the world. Right. Yeah, underground stuff and, and uh, uh, stuff that might be on the moon because it seemed to be low gravity. Uh, okay. And then I... I they, 
There are people who believe the moon is hollow and uh, that aliens are inside the moon and it's used more as a, a way station for them to keep monitoring us. And the moon itself is not really a solid planetoid. Uh, I don't believe it is. And, uh, not because when I, when I was there, I think I was there. I believe I was there. I can't, they, nobody ever told me it was there, but it looked just like some of the pictures. And uh, right. this, thing come, this thing came up out of the ground. It looked like Stonehenge, but it had a lid on it. And uh, we've gone through all these security points, security check at the security check. And finally, we got up on this platform and it went back down into the ground. And that's where they had like these cities looking things. Uh, we flew over them and everything else. Uh, that, and they got this that new TV movie out, uh, Moon Rising or whatever. And I'm right. like, it, it doesn't look like that inside there, but uh, but there's like a city inside there. It's like, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's an art. <laughs> Would you say that remember in um, Independence Day? Remember when they go into the mothership, and inside right. the mothership, it looks like there's a city in there. What is it? We say it looks more something like that. Yeah, something like that, close enough. But it's uh, yeah, everything's more like white and uh, and, and red and blue striping on it. Uh, and and uh, everything's very, very well put together. I mean, everything is just uh, it's nice and neat. But uh, some places ain't, but most of the places are. Some of the places, mm. they, they, they have different ranks of living styles. Some people are really poor, and some people are more uh, uh, capital than the others. And there's like a royalty. You know, it's all has to do with DNA and, and what you, what you, uh, what families you come from as far as their ranks go and, and positions. It's not, it's not a, like our system we have here, well, I guess. Uh, I guess right. maybe over in England, but well, um, possibly. Uh, I mean, do you think the royal family and some of the higher beings on, on our three-dimensional world? Do you think they're fully aware of what's going on? Uh, I, I'm, I don't know. I, I don't know. They're, you know, because you know, David Ike, he talks about that, the reptilian and stuff. Uh, right. I don't know about all that, and he might be right. I don't know. I wouldn't put it past it. I mean, I, I've seen things that suggest that we live in a station i mean it's tough to uh uh to really comprehend everything as you because to them nothing is solid and they they can uh they can walk through walls and everything else and and we look at it as, as solid you know it's like uh so it's it's hard to tell i guess what if you from the fourth dimension you can read people's minds and you can walk through walls or you can see things for what they really are and her, here in the third dimension, everything's pretty solid. Well, at least it seems solid. But right. uh, and but things are so perfect here. It's just so perfect, like it's a program. I mean, mm. <laughs> if you look at it that way, but it's you'd have to see what I've seen and, and know what I know to determine that if there's a possibility that this might be going on. So well, I mean, uh, you know, you wouldn't be the first to say that we live in possibly what is the matrix. Um, and that, you know, there are other dimensions that are higher than ours, and we might just be a construct within the matrix and living the life that these beings are using as a way to uh, experiment on their end, possibly, you know, do simulations with our lives, and that, you know, that we are not really beings as they are. Right. Well, this is the way I see it, that these bodies 
our, our avatars. We look nothing like we do on the outside. Our souls look totally different. Uh, and we're borrowing these bodies and they borrow their bodies. That's the way they look at it because uh, they get to experience things in the flesh. Uh, and so do we. Uh, and uh, uh, well, I was going to say something about the um, about the Matrix thing. Uh, you know, it's just, I've seen things that would really suggest that this might be a, uh, a matrix that we're living in a lot because, I mean, you know, you look at the moon in ancient writings, they talk about two moons and uh, one of them being called sin and, and makes me think that maybe we didn't, we're not born into sin, but our DNA might have came from sin. It kind of makes me think that it might have been an ark, you know, that it was brought here or uh, or they're running a simulation like we do the Super Hydron Collider. We have the technology to see the beginnings of the universe with this machine. And what if we advances ourselves that we can run a program to see if we have free will and see if things happen over and over the same way over again. So maybe that's why the Bible knows the things that are happening and coming on a timeline. You know what I'm saying? Uh, wouldn't that yeah. be something to know if, if everything wasn't set in stone, but uh, we did have free will, or, or uh, we don't have free will? No, if we. You know, one of the one of the theories that I've had, uh, David, over the years, is the that human beings are all over the cosmos, all over the universe, in different planets, uh, in this three dimensional realm, and even in our own solar system, we at one point had an abundance of different planets that were inhabited by humans and what's left now on earth are the remnants of the planets that we, they had inhabitants before they no longer are able to, to to harbor life like mars venus and saturn maybe with some of the moons on saturn or something like that and they all kind of ended up here in a way station almost as their planets became un you know uninhabitable um, the reason I say that is because they think we've been around for 4 billion years, and that's more than enough time for a planet to go through several evolutionary stages and kind of kick off whatever stage of evolution they want. And uh, it might not look just like us, or it might look just like us. Um, and I think that's highly possible. I think one of the reasons why we were so in love with the notion of going to Mars and possibly finding, you know, a remnant of life that was once there is because some of us might have come from Mars and that's what we're going to end up finding. Um, now, of course, that's on this dimensional plane. We're, now, most of the stuff from what I'm gathering here from your uh, perspective is coming from a higher dimension. So that would be completely a different thing from what I'm you know, talking about uh, because different dimensions are you know not the same as beings from our dimension uh if you catch what i'm saying well right, i know you're saying, uh, they're two completely different things so you talk about dimensional beings which i think science right now they're stuck at somewhere between uh i think 10 or 11 different dimensions uh you know with first dimension being a straight line uh second dimension is up and down uh third dimension is 3d like the way we have it here third dimension and you know who knows what fourth, fifth, and sixth, or whatever you know the the uh, the rest look like. We we don't know because we haven't been there. 
Uh, so how would they make that leap over? Or could it be that maybe it's not a dimensional thing? Could it be maybe it's a multi-universal thing? Uh, where they're happening from one universe to another, but it's still within the 3D realm. I mean, is that possible at all? Uh, yes, it could be possible that that they're doing it. Uh, so from the fourth dimension, I could explain to you some of the things that that I experienced over there and what they're experiencing and, and what they experience here. Is, you know, it's like going to read somebody's mind as you pass them. There's nothing solid uh, to them. It's not solid, uh, but it is solid. You know, it's like to me it is, but to them it's not. We're hardwired for the fourth dimension, but but uh, we live in the third. I think we was placed here like you was talking about. I think that. That maybe uh, Mars and, and all these other planets got together, you know, Tiamat and everything, which is the asteroid belt now, might have been building this planet because of their failing system. And then uh, wherever they went to war, maybe they the refugees ended up here, which was, okay, we'll leave, this, leave them alone. You know, it's a great possibility because that runs my mind before. Uh, and that could, that could be very well the right hypothesis. Uh, but... The yeah. fourth dimension, they can, you know, you can stand on one side of a house and see all four sides of the house, you know, it's like, uh, uh, that's the fourth dimension for you, and, uh, but they can live in the third, but we're supposed to be ascending to the fifth dimension, everything that I know uh, right now, but something's not working right, so. So yeah. you're talking about us in the third dimension and skipping the fourth and going right into the fifth dimension? Right, going right to the fifth, and these guys want to get to the fifth and 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 they're not allowed, uh, evidently, or whatever. So they're going to try to hitch a ride with us. But the powers that be don't want change, so they're doing something to hold everything back. Because uh, when you're in power, you don't want to lose that power, especially if you're, you're right. sick and still. So they, they'll shut everything down. But things are happening all around the world, not just me on this stuff. There's uh, other people reporting the same thing, getting the same kind of pictures I am now. Uh, and I was just like one of the first people that came out with it. And uh, I, mean, I know about 12 different people now that are getting the same pictures of the same people that I am right now. And they just never came out because they was really killed about it. But, uh, but uh, no, I've, I've carried it this far. I, I dropped out for a while, but I came back because even I had government trolls hack my computers and everything else. I mean, I was talking to a lady from Project Stargate for about three hours on Skype. That's when uh, they hacked everything of mine. They they took over the computer and everything. So, but uh, it, they shut her down as well. But it was declassified, so she was allowed to talk to me about it. So, um, wow. Yeah, probably started. Wow. But she told me I was on the right track to keep doing what I was doing, and uh, she had to tell me that. So she keep going, keep going. You're on the right track. It's like okay, but uh, yeah. Now, what what are some of the uh, the equipment that you, you've used over the years to capture some of this stuff because i mean i've seen some stuff and you have a tiktok page like you know you were talking about earlier um and you you put a lot of a lot of stuff online what are some of the equipments that you use i the the, the whole idea is to slow down the speed of light to capture these guys uh and that's what i'm doing the more times you reflect light the the slower light goes so i i use this stuff to uh uh would slow it down and so far, my favorite is I use a, a jug of water with colloidal silver in it, and I have a, a mirror on the other side of it, So, and it reflects everything back into the room and creates a 3D image in the middle of the jar. They can't hide from it because it, uh, because 
it, it gets the image of the whole room in that jar. And if it's not the image of the room, it's something else. So something right. that I'm not seeing. So uh, and then a uh, curved curved surfaces that reflect work really well too. So and well, let me let me ask you: Why would you need to go through these kinds of uh, trickery? To capture them if they're you know showing you stuff and taking you to their realm and they and talking want, to you they don't want to be seen they don't want the pictures taken they they uh they're not supposed to exist uh because they don't they're they're not supposed to be interfering with us and 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 they are so but they're helping guide everything that's going on too uh but different groups have different agendas so uh one group's trying to correct things, another group's trying to destroy things, another group's trying to hold things together. So, but uh, and the, between we not get you in trouble though. I mean, one the, at one point they say, "Hey, you stop this." Yeah, through the Council of Five, I'm sure they will. But uh, like I said, there there are different entities with different corporations that I call them corporations because I don't know what else to call them. The groups that they hmm. that they, they keep all their knowledge and technology to themselves. It's like their cloaking abilities. Some of them are way behind on the cloaking and uh, uh, suits and, and abilities, and some of them are more advanced. And uh, it's it's kind of funny to see the old styles that they use that just barely work. But uh, no, they're, they're not supposed to exist. And uh, until they're allowed to tell us that they exist, which is coming, I just don't know exactly when. It's coming, though. That they're they're going to let us know that this is what's going on. And the government denies it because... It's too hard to explain. I would hate to have the job to explain all the details to everybody. I don't know everything, but I can tell you what I experienced and what I've seen and what, what I know what they told me. But uh, I don't know everything. It would be too hard to explain. There would be more questions asked. You, the questions would never have, end. But, uh, yes, they... Uh, well, you know, speaking of government, because that's actually a, an interesting uh, question in itself. Have you been approached by the government at all? I mean, has uh, any of the, of the men of black showed up by your doorstep uh, or any just government agency, you know, trying to tell you to stop uh, talking about these things or at least picking your brain on it? Basically, what they've done to me is... Uh... They let me know to shut my mouth that uh, they was watching. Uh, and I was told by some, some contractor uh, that was working through the government to that uh, I was on the right track, that they was watching me. So, and uh, since she told me that, that uh, that's when they, they took over my computers and everything. But I didn't have everything on my computer. But I know they're watching me. Uh, there's too much indication there that they're watching me still. So... That's uh, interesting. Now, if somebody wants to, you know, uh, capture some of these things, again, tell us uh, how you're doing it so people that might want to actually experience some of this stuff can maybe do their own experiments. If they, if they have uh, stuff going on, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you could use a jug of water with some colloidal silver in it. You could probably just use water, but it probably won't be as good as using colloidal silver water. Uh and then and take an image too there with a with a I use my cell phone cameras. They I go through cell phones like crazy. Uh but uh or you can use a uh, stainless steel uh concaved uh bowl, you know, like a bowl and uh mm -hmm. highly polished you can take images out of that. Uh aluminum works really well. Uh their their electrons, their photrons don't escape that. 
And the best thing I found so far is a diamond. You look in a diamond, it gives you all different angles of the room. So in one of those spots, hey, we're not going to be able to hide from you. They know our blind spots. You know, you can't see them from head on. You can see them on your peripheral vision. If you ever see shadows in your peripheral vision, like you're sitting at a desk writing something down, see something walk by mm-hmm. the door, you see something standing there at the door, there's something there. Your vision's seeing it, you know, but uh, uh, that, that's them. So, but you can't see them head on. You got to be able to bend the light and curve it around and you can get it. There's people that's using my uh, techniques that are getting pictures uh, on TikTok. They're, they're posting them. They say, I'm using the David Eckhart technique and what the hell is this? You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, they're getting some pretty good pictures too. So uh, I'm glad people are catching on. But yeah, the idea is to slow down the speed of light any way you can to uh, to get a picture. And uh, it's not going to be perfectly clear. It's like all these pictures of UFOs are cloudy and they're, they're, they're uh, smudged and stuff. That's because they come from the fourth dimension. Okay, it's, uh, it's, that's why you're using a three-dimensional camera to take a picture of a fourth-dimensional entity or UFO. It's not going to be clear. It will never be clear. Right. Not that I know are you, of. Are you so. familiar with uh, the late Jose Escamilla? Uh it sounds familiar. Um, okay, he he was uh, a gentleman who was base jumping uh, years ago, and he captured on footage uh, what was later uh, named the Roswell Rods. And okay. uh, yeah, he would you know he figured out a way of uh, capturing these things within frames of footage uh, because they were traveling so fast, and he thought that they might have come from another dimension, and were just kind of like sipping right through the dimensions. Um, I wonder if maybe something like that is what's going on here. Yeah, that, that could be, it could be, uh, yeah. Cause I, I have groups of them come to the house and, and they'll go into another room and to, uh, another portal. Uh, and yeah, I got, I got pictures inside the portal too. Um, uh, yeah. One time I was sitting at my desk and, and I heard somebody talking. It was a young blonde female about maybe in her twenties. And there was an older female with her, like she was a, an apprentice or somebody that took care of her. But she uh, walks into my dining room and she's looking into the mirror, pripping her hair. And I got my camera on her the whole time. I'm like, holy cow. I says, uh, I says, you can prip your hair in my mirror anytime you want. And they both turned around and looked at me and they just vanished right there. And then I got up and walked into my dining room and walked around my FICA tree I had there. And it kept going and it kept going and it kept going. And all of a sudden, there was a hole in the wall. And it looked in the hole, probably about three foot by two foot. And there was about 30 people down there in a room. And they all turned around and looked at me at one time. And uh, I felt like I was violated. I just backed off. And uh, these things happened. I was getting ready for work one morning, putting on my work boots. And uh, I hear these two teenage girls talking back and forth. And they go into my bathroom, which was right across my bedroom doorway, and close the door. And... Uh, I'm like, oh, my God. He says, how am I going to deal with this? I got up and I walked to the bathroom door and I, I hesitated for a second and I opened it up and nobody was there. Thank God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I didn't know what I was going to say to him. <laughs> it's like, but, uh, but yeah, this stuff goes on all the time. Stuff moves around, you know. Uh, it looks like it's on its own, but I know it's one of them moving. It. But they look like the predator. They look like the predator kind of guy. They're, like, all pixelated. Uh, but they can become right. solid if they want. So, I mean, it almost sounds... Spooky enough, like uh, like ghostly activity. Yeah, uh, more than aliens. But I mean, if if you're capturing things like the greys and stuff, which leads me to a, a belief that I've had for years that um, a lot of alien activity 
uh, was mistaken for ghostly activity back, you know, two or three hundred years ago before mankind had even the inclination that aliens are possible or the other dimensions are possible. Uh, maybe that's what they're mistaken as ghosts and goblins and, you know, leprechauns and fairies and all these things. Uh, and there are nothing more than beings from other dimensions that somehow slip through the veil, as Art Bell would say. Right, right, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Because the, the realm between our dimensions, there's a realm there that it bothers them. There's stuff in there because they got audio I recorded uh, when they leave the Stargate open or portal, whatever you want to call it. You can hear all kinds of growling and stuff. But when they took us through there, they they had six armed guards with them. On three of them on mm. each side, and they were rushing us through. And uh, whatever's in there, they don't like it. But it's open, these things can slip out into our world, into their world, if they're irresponsible with it. And uh, and I think that that's what's spilling over is because when people claim to uh, what I'm claiming to have uh, extraterrestrial contact, that uh, what comes with them is these spirit things and 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 other creatures from a different realm or uh that just don't they're like misfits or whatever that living in this realm between worlds uh so they're not being responsible these things slip in so uh wow david we're almost out of time i do want to give you a chance to uh tell anybody uh out there who's listening or, or watching a way to uh keep up with your work like you know your tiktok page um how, the way to look you up do you have a website at all that we give out no, it's, uh, I just have TikTok, and I have, uh, of course, Facebook, where I met you at. Um, yep. But TikTok is uh, Eckhart David too, and uh, I post uh, a lot of my photos there. I have over ten thousand photos of this stuff. I haven't posted them all yet. Um, I just right. and I squeeze in any time I can because uh, I'm always doing something to uh, uh, do these radio shows and podcast shows and stuff like that. And uh, uh, so yeah, it's, it's Eckhart David two, and it's on my TikTok, and uh, you'll get an eyeful of everything I'm putting out there and how I'm doing it uh, in detail. I have videos up I put up on how I capture the videos. There's no, I don't hide nothing or nothing's a secret. You produce what I do, and there's other people doing it and they're having great success. So uh, yeah. nothing's hidden. So yeah, um, no, I was talking totally about everything I've seen some of the stuff you posted, on, and it's pretty creepy. I, I will say that it's, uh, and, and it's uh, something that you don't have to like use much of your imagination to see. It's like it's clearly something there. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't yeah. post things that that I had to try to answer a lot of questions about because uh, I mean things like some people can fifty percent of people see it with no problem. The other fifty percent see absolutely nothing. I was like, "What do you mm-hmm. mean you don't see nothing?" But <laughs> I think the veil has not come off their eyes yet. But uh, it yeah. will. It's coming. It's coming. So I guarantee. David, I I think you might be out to something, and uh, we we definitely want to have you back on the show. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm short on time here, uh, but I I definitely want to stay in contact. We'll, we want to have you on and continue this conversation. Uh, it's fascinating dealing with this subject and. There's so many questions that still need to be uh, answered, and uh, I just hope in my lifetime we can answer some of these questions and the veil can fully drop and we can see what's going on on the other side. Uh, until then, though, my friend, thank you for spending your time here with us. No, you, no, no problem. I I appreciate it. Uh, and uh, yeah, anytime I'll come back on whenever you need me to. 
Yeah, yeah we don't. Like I said, I definitely want to have you back on and continue this conversation in the future. Uh, and uh, it, it's riveting uh, to see that uh, it's continuing. It's not like it's just one time event and it stopped. You know, it's going on now, right? <laughs> never ends. Yeah, it never ends. Now, do me a favor though. Stay healthy, stay alert, stay alive, and uh, let's continue this cut this conversation in the future on another episode. Absolutely. So, thank you, sir. Yes, sir. We'll talk again soon. Have mm-hmm. a great night. You too. All right, folks. That was a great conversation with David Eckhart. Uh, an amazing show, uh, without a doubt. Uh, I, I got goosebumps for most of, of this stuff, to be honest with you. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, again, further proof that we might not be alone if you take what he says uh, and believe that, you know, he is authentic. I, there's a lot of believability in his voice. Uh, so, you know, I'm not going to debunk him or, or say that uh, he's lying. I don't think that man's lying. I think he's definitely genuinely uh, having some kind of experience. So, my friends, please stay alive, alert, and well, and kung flu free. And uh, make sure you stay healthy because that's the only thing we have in this world is our health. Everything else is secondary. Until next time, stay well.